Well, this is a story that has been making news headlines. It's actually out of Toronto. A Toronto father is asking a court there to green light his appeal of an arbitration ruling. And this was a ruling that upheld the directive from his ex-wife and that directive from the ex-wife that allowed their two sons to not be vaccinated. And it's raised a few questions about what happens when you have two parents, in particular when you have divorced parents, who have very different ideas on vaccination. And often these cases can end up in the courts. So joining us to talk about this is Stuart Zuckerman, who is a family lawyer, as you know, with Zuckerman Law. Thank you so much for being with us again. My pleasure to be here. Thanks. Uh, and you, you sent over some background, and I was a bit surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been about how often this has actually been a subject that's been in the courts. Uh, but is it is it something that you've seen in your your practice as well, as far as the the debate or uh, two sides very far apart when it comes to the vaccination of children? I have seen it. Uh, you know, these these disputes arise between separated or divorced parents. Um, uh, very often, not just over vaccination, but over uh, all kinds of issues between uh, how to raise the children in terms of it could be about uh, the religious upbringing of the children. It it could be about medical issues relating to the children. Um, There's often disputes between where the father wants one uh, thing to happen and the mother wants something else to happen. And and the Family Law Act has uh, sections in it that direct the court to consider the best interests of the particular child that's before the court and to make a determination based on the particular needs and interests of of each child that's before the court. So there's no there's no general presumption or rule that applies to all children. The, the direction uh, of our courts is to consider each case individually, looking at the specific needs of the particular child that's before the court at the time of the dispute. Uh, does it make a difference in the argument, though, when we're dealing with, and, and you raised it, so it's it's not as though we're dealing with a religious belief or or, or a, an upbringing in a, in a religious place or, or something like that. This is We're talking about a medical issue, which could be a life or death situation that people uh, tend to be or can be, in these cases, quite polarized on. Uh, does it make a difference when the courts are looking at something dealing with a serious medical issue? Um, well, of course, the importance of the issue to, to the, the child is, is the main uh, significance for the court. But the, the court is always going to look at the particular medical evidence uh, of any experts. Uh, it won't just be the opinion of the parents that's considered by the court. The court's going to look at the particular needs of each child and any, any doctor's evidence uh, on either side um, in terms of making a determination about what's in the child's best interest. Uh, there was one case, uh, a previous case uh, dealing with this, where it looks like to, to me, or it looked like the pediatrician was actually given the decision-making power. Yeah. Uh, how how odd is that, or is that is that odd? Very, very odd. Um, it's it, the normal empowerment. The, the, the Family Law Act has a section which empowers the court to to grant either parent. Um, the the right of guardianship decisions um, to have priority over the other parent to make final medical decisions. So that I, I cite you four or five different cases from recent years from the British Columbia Supreme Court. One of them, um, in one of them, the court heard the opinion of the parents, heard the opinion of the doctor, and then ruled 
that the actual pediatrician would be the one who makes the decisions going forward in the future about whether the child uh, gets vaccinated or not. That's very unusual for the court to empower someone other than the parents to make that decision. Uh, normally, the court would pick the father or the mother um, and say, you know, it's, it's that parent's decision, which may be based on the opinion of uh, the, or the recommendations of the of the pediatrician, but it's very unusual to actually have the court empower the pediatrician himself or herself to to be the one who makes the decision. Uh, in the case, the most recent one, I think it's the most recent one, uh, the one I referenced uh, out of Toronto, this is the, the father that is asking for a green light of the appeal because this was a, an arbitration decision. And, and according to the case, uh, it was a family law ar- ar- arbitrator who based the ruling on uh, what he called pseudoscientific evidence and talked about the dangers of vaccines. Uh, how do you then deal with that when it gets to a higher level in court? To, I suppose it's up to, to the judge to, to take all of the information, as you would in any case. But, but does it make it a bit more muddy when we're talking, when people are making rulings and, and throwing out phrases like pseudoscientific evidence? Well, it does. Um, the, the issue here for that particular case uh, is that it's an appeal. So um, w- when parents agree to arbitration, they, they are entering into an agreement to be bound by the decision of the arbitrator. They both give evidence to the arbitrator, both give their uh, their testimony, their, they can put medical evidence for the arbitrator, and then the arbitrator is empowered uh, to make the decision on behalf of the parents. So um, it's a much more difficult case to then take that decision of the arbitrator and go to a judge and ask the judge to overturn that decision because the judge has to treat the decision of the arbitrator very similar uh, to how the judge would treat the decision of another judge. So in other words, the 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 appeal judges is hearing the decision of the arbitrator and and the only way that the appeal judge can overturn the decision of the arbitrator is by first finding that the arbitrator either made an error in fact or an error in law. So the the law in, in BC, for example, is that a, a, a court judge is not permitted to simply substitute his decision for that of the arbitrator uh, because he disagrees with the arbitrator. He first has to find that the arbitrator has in fact made an error. Either the arbitrator has misunderstood the facts and made an, a factual error in his decision, or the arbitrator has misapplied the law. And it's only if one of those two things is first met that the judge is then permitted to substitute his own decision for that of the arbitrator. So it's an extra hurdle, and it's it's quite a difficult hurdle to meet. We've only got a couple minutes left. It, it seems like such a, a fundamental thing for a couple to disagree on. As, as a family law lawyer, is this something that you would advise people, uh, maybe have a position on this, have this discussion before you get to the situation where you have children and suddenly you're disagreeing on vaccinations? Uh, well, obviously it's uh, preferable uh, to, to, to cooperate and have uh, some mutual approach to these things rather than having these disputes. Of course, it's very costly to have these decisions decided both through the arbitration process and then, you know, an appeal process to the court. You're you're spending thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees uh, to get these disputes resolved. Um, So, you know, obviously it's better, you're better off if you can uh, have a a combined approach from the outset. All right. Or, or, Or you have a, you know, when you, when you separate, you can have an agreement that gives, a parent, one parent or the other parent, certain a final decision-making ability over 
certain types of decisions respecting the children. So sometimes you can have an agreement that says, you know, um, we're separating and in the future, any decisions regarding education will be made by mom. Any decisions regarding medical matters will be made by dad or vice versa. And you can, uh, you can, and religious matters can be made, you know, you can, you can set up each category and have a decision-making authority between mother or father over that category. All right. Well, it's uh, very good advice. And uh, Stuart, I thank you so much for joining us to talk about this today. Uh, Thanks again so much for your time. My pleasure.